0: This podcast is a 98 Studios production.
1: Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by Alchemy Sales Coaching. Today's the day, baby. Today's the day.
0: Today's the day. Today's the motherfucking day. Today is the day. Today's
1: the day. Today is the day. Today's the day. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. And today we have a repeat guest that's been highly anticipated and asked for. We have Mr. Kyle Nelson. A.K.A. the NBA Elf, A.K.A. the Great Elbow, and I'm sure many, many more nicknames. So, Kyle, thanks for being here, man. No problem. I'm I'm excited to chop it up again. This is about the one-year mark from when we did your last episode. Is that right? Was this around the same time last year? Yeah. Because last year you came in your Elf costume yeah. super fitting released it right around christmas time it was amazing
0: yeah i, I couldn't wear the headphones like i had to wear the headphones under yeah you flipped them kept, back and they kept and they falling, falling because you yeah. had
1: your wig and stuff that was amazing yeah. but now we got you now we got you street
0: swagged out i like it Yep. Yeah, this is the bruce wayne to the batman
1: you but know? you've been rocking your nba elf i saw you at the jazz game the pelicans game just recently and you're yeah. in you were on the big screen wearing your elf costume
0: yep we're two for two pelicans in the elf costume that's one of both
1: that's what we like to hear i had i had some money on that game so i appreciate you there we go we we were just talking about superstitions and I, I think you played a big part in that victory you're so. welcome <laughs> um dude i'm super excited to dive in and kind of chop it up and have a little bit of a conversation with you but yeah. i guess i guess just to kick it off how have you been since last year how's everything been going anything big that, that that's exciting to chat about or fill me in
0: man like life has just been life is great like i'm 39 turning 40 next year mm-hmm. i feel better now like physically mentally like emotionally better now in like my late thirties, early forties. And mm-hmm. I, I think I did in like my mid to late twenties. And I'm Which like, is man, crazy. if I could take the knowledge I had now and like the confidence and like just how I feel, what I know, how I want to operate back to like my twenties. Like, so hopefully, what would you, what would you
1: go back and do different? Cause you say, if only you could take the knowledge that you have now yeah. and apply it in your mid twenties, I guess that's a really good place um, to start. Where, what would you, what would you have changed? Obviously no regrets, but what yeah, would you yeah, no, I,
0: I don't really have a lot of regrets. Cause anything that I've ever done, I feel like I've learned from, you mm-hmm. know, like you have to, you have to learn you either win or you learn. Um, but I, I feel like I, I care less about what people think mm. now and, and granted like in my twenties, like if people are following like Gary V now, Gary V now talks a lot about balance, about health, about empathy, caring, but in my twenties and like early thirties, Gary V was grind hustle first one up last one out of the, Like, it was like, you got to sacrifice this for that. And like, and so I, I, you know, I kind of fed on fed him in, into that and leaned into that and kind of my age group did. And so like I sacrificed a lot of my physical health and like my yeah. gym schedules and exercise in the name of the hustle and the grind culture. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, had to overcompensate lack of energy for red bulls and, you know, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. and, and, now I'm like, no, like taking time for yourself and taking time to, to be your best self and become your best self isn't selfish. It's actually selfless. Like you can give more yeah. to others when you're in a better place yourself. i yep. like, I, I wish that I would have like known the benefits in my like mid twenties, late twenties of like being healthy, being mindful about what you're eating, being yeah. mindful about workout schedules, being mindful about your sleep schedule. Like. Even cold, spirituality. Yeah, spirituality, like cold plunges, saunas, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff.
1: So, dude, I, I I agree with you 100%. And what you just said echoes massive. Like it's selfish of you not to take care of yourself. I completely yeah. agree with. But to play devil's advocate and I guess the challenge, you know, I'm curious on your response. Do you think part of why you are where you are is because you had that like sacrifice things for the hustle? Because I, I went through a period of time very, very similar. Like I got like physically, like very sick. I got stress-induced shingles when I was 19 years Mm -hmm. old. I had massive stomach problems because of my diet and I was just drinking energy drinks. Like, but at the same time, I don't know if I like, part of me is curious on your opinion. If I didn't do that, if I could have gotten where I gotten, or maybe I could have gotten further. I don't know. I don't know what your answer is. Yeah. I
0: I try not to look back too much and like rework scenarios in my head. The outcome's the outcome. And like, I try not to even really operate now in my, my life as like an outcome based person. I think that like in my twenties I was, I have to work hard because this is what, what it is. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing and the outcome's going to work out. Like some days you win, some days you lose. And like Kobe said, like you, you lose last night, you got to wake up today and win. Yep. You win last night. You got to wake up today and win again. Like yeah, you, you, I'm trying to become less focused about that. It's a wise answer. Yeah. I like that answer. But But at the same time, like, I think I established like myself and my roots of like being trenchy, I think is, is a term that I love Like in our space, in the door, door space, like, and you can be off the doors, but still be trenchy. Yeah. Um, like I, I think you have that dog in you. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. I got that dog in me. And, And like, I think that I, I, there's nobody in the company that I would ask them to do something that, what that doesn't know because of how I've operated in the past and where I'm at, that if I'm asking them to do something, if it came down to it, I would go and do it myself. Yep. So I think like the benefit of that is that I had established myself, but I also feel like, man, how much better or more clarity or more direction could I have had? Had I even just focused a little bit? Like I, I think physical health is the, is the most important thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. Right? Like as I'm trying to, to get better that I'm not perfect and I'm, I'm not where I want to be yet physically. Cause it took me a lot of years to get to yep. this size, you know, but yep. um, it's going to take me some time to get where I want to be at in the other direction. Um, But I think physical, like making sure that you're taking time to take care of yourself physically, mentally and emotionally. That doesn't mean you have to go on, you know, two, three, four hour, you know, workouts or meditation sessions. Like you just got to do you got to, you got to take care of yourself, like self-love. Yep. Yep. You can't give, you can't give what you was. You can't give from an empty, you can't give water from an empty. Well,
1: yeah. Is right. kind of
0: what that, what that comes from. And, and I'm not, I, I also try to just avoid like extremism in anything. Like, yeah. like you can, I think that people can be putting, I think that people can put too much emphasis on their health or on their spirituality or on the, like, I think that anything that you put too much effort in becomes on un- you become unbalanced. Yeah. And I, I don't believe in perfect balance in, in life or in anything because different seasons are going to give different attention and you you have to kind of pivot from that. But yeah, but I feel like I'm going a mile, like hundred miles a minute already. No, no. I love this. that.
1: I, I like that. We dive, dive right in. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. That's actually a really wise answer. And I like that not being so outcome oriented because immediately, and maybe this just comes from my lack of wisdom and, and, I guess adulthood is just like, I'm like, okay, well, had I rewinded, I'm actually glad I did that, even though, like, yeah. that's obviously, from an outsider's perspective, you look at it, going and getting stress induced shingles or getting sick or not being healthy, even is just not a good thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I'd really change that because of where it got me. But then thinking about it, how you just explained it, yeah. it's probably a lot healthier for sure, and probably would have yielded the same outcome, if not better. Yeah. But the journey could have been a lot more pleasant. I could have found a lot more peace, a lot Mm -hmm. more health, a lot, a lot. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. And I think like,
0: I think that as as well, like I, I mean, once, you know, once you have kids and stuff too, like I have two kids, been married for 15 years, going on 16. Mm -hmm. I think I got, I think I got that right. If I didn't, I'm sorry, Adrian. (laughs) No, we're (laughs) going. it'll be 16 years next year. We'll cut it out. Yeah. Yeah, I won't say a specific time. But, But like, I think that, going through those things that you went through or going through the different things that I went through helps me be, you know, with, with Gary V now, for example, he's more empathetic Mm. and can help people kind of dissect that. Like, yes, the principles of hustle culture still apply, but you don't have to take them so literally or like it helps us navigate as we're, as we're in leadership, you're running teams, I'm running teams, we're running organizations. Like we can look at the telltale signs of maybe things that we did and say, Hey, like, this is the path. If you keep going down this path, just so you know, like you'll get here, but this is the cost. Yeah. yeah. Like let's both find a way to get there better or more efficiently or together. So I like, mean,
1: that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. It's almost like you can take out the good things. Yeah. Cause I guess now, I mean, I'm just thinking about this real time. This isn't even in my notes or wasn't even going to be talked about, but like thinking about it real time, it's like, no, there are definitely parts of that. I would not change mm-hmm. like working late. I wouldn't change yeah. like the, the intensity in which I worked, I wouldn't change. But the focus that I put outside of work on other things like mental health, physical health, spiritual health, that could have been amplified. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's definitely things I would take it. So yeah, I guess taking the really good things. That's that's super smart. I love that.
0: Yeah. And it gives us all opportunities, whether it's in leadership or in parenthood or anything else to then have experience to pull from to, to find common ground with people and common ground is what lets us gain progress and, and Yep. Gain momentum and then that momentum can compound. So it's it's yep. super, super fun.
1: No, I love that. So, Kyle, I got a couple questions for you. Yeah. And and I I was thinking about these questions, and there's a couple reasons that I ask them, and, and I'll explain that. Right now, in your position currently, you oversee and you manage and you lead, most importantly, you lead a lot of very young, aspiring adults that are trying to go figure stuff out. They're going through probably one of the hardest times, if not the hardest times of their life. Yeah. Trying to figure out becoming an adult. That I guess it's like your, your gateway into an adu- into adulthood from 18 to 25. You're really trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do yeah. and how you're going to do it and how it's all going to work. And you are in a position right now where that's your job. Your job, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but really at your core what you're doing is you're molding people into hopefully successful adults. You're molding people into well-rounded, um, accomplished adults, which is not an easy job at all, and it's extremely taxing and everything like that. But it also... Can't be done unless you have something, whether it's experience wisdom, whatever it may be, that can be applied by these by these individuals so that that's why I ask these questions and my questions for you I've got a few of them and then and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about the holiday season coming up, which I'm excited to chat about as well. My questions for you are are sitting back and as this podcast has rolled out, and I've gotten feedback from people and all these people reaching out how much it helps them, so on and so forth, hopefully coming from a place of experience, the world is just all over the place just kind of a mess in a lot, a lot of ways it's very good. And there's so many things to be grateful for, but undoubtedly right now, there's so many things that are, that are just not right, frankly, I guess, or, or could be a lot better. And the only way to go and fix things is the next generation needs to recognize them, fix them and hopefully extinguish those problems. So I guess the question, the first question I have for you is my generation, the younger generations, even like where are we just missing the mark? Where, where are we like, oh, if we would have a little bit more wisdom, we could see this coming from a mile away and hopefully just avoid it altogether. Yeah. I know it's a very broad question. I wanted it to be broad. What, no, that's, what would that, you say? That's,
0: that's big. I'm going to shift my foot over here now. Cause <laughs> now it's getting now serious. You brought it, you brought <laughs> now it out. It's getting serious. Um, like, and, and I was smirking through this whole conversation. You're talking about how heavy the world is and how like, it's, it's kind of messed up right now. Like, but I'm smirking because in my mind, like, all we can do sometimes is kind of laugh and just look for the good. Yep. Like, you know, and, and at, as a, at a, at a macro scale, like the world's in a scary place, but you walk to your neighbor's house, ask them how they're doing or how life is, or if you can help them with something, you take their trash can out or you rake the leaves in the old lady's na- you know, house in your neighborhood and help her shovel her driveway. Like you're making a difference. And like t- to them in that moment, the world is good. Mm. And so I, I think that with information overload and I, I, I was, you know, 1984, like I keep talking about how old I am because I'm, I'm old. I'm not, but I feel, I feel so good. Like <laughs> you're but young. like, I'm super young, have a lot of life left, like knock on wood somewhere. We'll use the there word
1: wise. You're wise. Yeah,
0: like, but I, I kind of missed, I went through my teens and early, like, like mid to late teens without a cell phone. And even that the cell phone had the snake game on it. it, didn't have like picture messages and Instagram. Like, I kind of missed the information overload era. If I wanted to to mm. find out something, I had to use a computer, Google it, um, ask Jeeves, you know, back back then. I don't even know what like, that is. But it, it, was, it was like it was like a Yahoo Google. But, <laughs> got you, got um, you. but I know uh, some people listening yeah. are going to relate with that. Sorry. Um no, I mean it's a different generation, but like, so I, I kind of like I missed a lot of that like instant accessibility. And a lot of that wasn't available to me until honestly, until after I got back from my, like my LDS mission to Mexico city. Yeah. And I lived in Mexico city in a third world country, very removed from technology for two years too. Yep. But I got back like right when the first iPhone came out and like that had YouTube on it and like text messaging and that, that was it. Yeah. And so I, I think that with the accessibility of information nowadays, like Something happens on the other side of the world. We know about it instantly. a tweet and a story, a post. yeah, notifications pop off like a few weeks back, like the alert system tested on all of our phones. like all of our phones nationwide went off at the same time to alert yep. us about stuff like yep. information like as a whole is so easily accessible that we tend to focus on things I like think that are bigger than ourselves. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to relate that to your dreams because your dream should be big. Your dream should definitely be bigger. And be scary. You have to pursue those big dreams, but when it comes to like what's going on in the world, like I like to be aware of it. Like, yes, is there conflict in the Middle East right now? Is there conflict in you know Russia and Ukraine? Like, are there disease outbreaks in some country? Are there lack of like, yes, is there dirty water? Like, yes, are there things that need to happen? And are can we can we enact change in those things? Absolutely. But what I I think what it boils back down to for me is. Be aware of the 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 macro, like of the bigger picture of what's going on, because you can't ignore it, Mm -hmm. but you also can't let it occupy so much of your mind. Yeah. And focus on what can I do now or today or this week. Yeah. Like, and it applies to the doors too. Like your summer goal seems big. Like I want to hit. You know, two hundred fifty thousand in revenue, or I want to hit six hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue, or I want to hit a hundred families protected. Like, yeah. that seems big, but when you say, okay, next door, next minute, next hour, next, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you break it down, like it becomes a little easier to digest and swallow. It's like um, the there was a, a saying, <laughs> I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Like one bite, one bite, bite, at, one a bite time. at a time. Yeah, and. Uh, If you have to eat two elephants, eat the bigger one first or the small one. I don't know. Whatever. But like the the main, the main thing is, is like, you look at the elephant, you're like, crap, that's a lot of food. I got to eat that whole thing. Like one bite at a time. Yep. And so for me, when I feel overwhelmed with what's going on in the world and like, I feel like there's too much negativity, I try to just be a force for positive change. Like Mm -hmm. that little rock, that little pebble in the water creates ripples. Yep. And if I can be either the start of the ripple or I'm one of the people that gets impacted by someone else's kindness, like you just try to pay it forward. And so like I look for ways to help locally and help like when my, with my family first, my, my neighborhood, my work, my, my sales reps, my employees, like, and if I can make a difference in their life, then they can pay it forward and they can pay that forward. And if enough people do it. Like you'll never know, I think, until this life is over, and we can sit back with a with a DVR yeah. right, and rewind, like see everything, see everything, right? But, um, so I, I think that the information overload in today's day and age makes us focus on the wrong things. Yeah. Um, we we think that all the world problems are now our problems, mm-hmm. where really, like, we have our own problems we have to deal with. Our families have our own problems we have to deal with. Our companies have our own problems we have to, yep. to deal with. Our neighbors, like it's like, how can I help them? And how can I be a force for good here? And, and as you grow in influence or in wealth or in network or net worth, like granted your impact can be larger. And I think that anyone that wants to amass wealth or become rich, um, their goal shouldn't be to be rich, to have the yacht or to have like those things can come and go. And again, like the experiences you can provide and the, the the good you can provide with those things as well. Like great. But I, I, for me, my drive to amass wealth or net worth or net work or, you know, to level up in life is to have my sphere of influence grow bigger mm-hmm. so that when I, so that, that the rock that I'm dropping in the pond goes from being a, a grain of sand to a pebble, yep. to a rock, to a boulder, like it makes a bigger wave and I can have a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if the focus stays local, like, does that make sense? Did I, did I I mean, go? No, that makes yeah, perfect so like, sense. No, that's like the perfect answer. Yeah, And so I think that your younger generation, dude, I'm still so impressed by how young you were when you got into this job and stuff too. Like, like it's, I it still blows my mind that like you were just so young, but, um, to your generation, like the likes and the shares, like the people you don't know, like I would doesn't matter what they think. Mm-hmm. Like life is not your life and your value and what you can provide isn't necessarily measured by likes, shares, and reposts, especially on the side like your podcast, I would say is is a little bit different. Like you you do want to see the likes and the shares and the reposts. because you know that, that that's the ripple effect. You're seeing that in real time. Yeah. But there's people that talk about it. And hey, I wasn't listening to this podcast that Zach put on my buddy Zach or my friend Zach, or this guy Zach that I follow. And there's people that are impacted by your podcast, by your message what you're doing that you don't even know about that aren't portrayed in the likes and the shares and the reposts. Yeah. Um, but the people that are doing like the viral videos just to go viral, um, that are either meaningless or lack substance like that to me, like, Oh, this got a hundred thousand views or a million views. Like, but what did it provide? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if it provided temporary humor or laughter to the p- people that watched it, I think it's great. Because mm-hmm. the world needs more laughter, the world needs For more positivity.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: But we can't let life, like we can't let life, our lives run on, like what the outside world really, really thinks. And, no, I love that. And yeah. so, like, it's it's just that pebble. Like, I, I, you choose your puddle or your pond or your lake or your river or your ocean, and you little by little try to amass a bigger ripple. Ripple, a bigger stone, a bigger or multiple stones, and a bigger group of people that can make bigger impact. And, yeah. and that's what gets me like. Yep. gets me going.
1: I love that, and I think that's a. I think the answer. I think the part of that answer that's so powerful is you mentioned it, like information accessibility. I would actually, I would actually say it's more of like we're forced information. Oh, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Right, and what that does is most of the people that I know are inherently actually good people. Yeah, they want to do good. They, they want to make the world a better place, but they're so focused on exactly what you said, what other people think, what's going on somewhere. They, they really aren't helping. They turn into keyboard warriors. That's how they go make the world mm-hmm. better. It doesn't do any good in most scenarios, Yeah, right? Um, and then rather than, rather than focusing on exactly where they're at and what they actually could go and do, they're, they're just rotten people because of everything else. All their focus is elsewhere, so they're not even decent enough to hold the door open for someone yeah. or to treat the server well. Mm. or whatever it may be. Or and to put their shopping cart back. Yeah, or Sorry. exactly. <laughs> have you seen the video of the cart narcs where yeah. they go and they get <laughs> Dude, people- those are
0: so funny. <laughs> people that like oh, fight so them. Yeah.
1: And they go and they'll put a, a magnet on their car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, they they can't yeah. go put their cart back. And inherently, that's probably somebody who, at at an origin story of some sort, maybe 15 years ago, probably cared to do a lot of good, or yeah. wanted to, and things have spoiled that. And it comes down to- they're focusing on the wrong things and they're dumping their, their focus, which then turns into their energy into the wrong things. Yeah. And, and it just kind of spirals over time. So I think that's a, a really powerful answer. I love that. In there, you also mention, and this is something I've been dying to talk to you about. And it's a big reason why we're recording this one right in the midst of the whole holiday season. And again, I know it's busy, so thank you, thank you for being here. It's kind of a key key episode. Um, you said little acts of kindness, and that's kind of what I know you for. I know you in a workspace, which is awesome. But what I really know you for and what, like, not that I don't care for what you do in your workspace or anything like that. But like where I really care about what you do is like the little things that I see you do are super inspiring to me, Mm -hmm. right? Like very, very inspiring because there's not very many people that, that go and put their money where their mouth is, like you said, and actually have the right intentions behind things. And you've done some really, really cool things. Yeah. The NBA elf is one of the, I mean, there's a whole list and I'd love to go through the list and figure out where you conceptualize the idea, what impact those things Mm -hmm. have had on you like how that's honestly benefited you more than you probably thought it would. Cause yeah. in my experience, anytime I go and do something of this sort or of the sort of any of this, it's like, I do it for other people. And in return, it actually probably helps me more than them, Yeah, which is crazy. So fill me in on a few of them. We were just talking before we started, before cameras started rolling of, of what you're going out to do. And I'd love to go dive into a couple of those things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so the, the elf, obviously I think I, I touched on this a little bit in the, in the last one, but it started off as me dressing up in an elf costume to go do a sub for Santa for the company. Like back in 2009, 10 rented a costume, um, wore it while I went out and collected donations. Like I actually knocked on Todd Peterson's door. His wife cut me a check. Like it helped some families. Like it was great. Um, I went and did all the shopping in the elf costume with my sales reps and my, 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 my people, you know? And like for me, it was doing it for them. Cause like if they're going to drag themselves out into the cold, and do this and that, like I should show up and like show up, show up and show out, like yep. show up in style, make it fun, give them something to laugh about, to post about, to pick, take pictures of, to post on Instagram. You know, like, yep. I want them to share that because people that see like, what, why is that grown, grown, grown man dressed in an elf costume? Like, <laughs> why well, Kyle in tights? You know? and, yeah. I mean, and honestly, <laughs> like, they're, they're actually more comfortable than, than, than people think. You wear them um, at home when you're chilling. I might even have them on underneath right now. <laughs> you <might>. um, <laughs> I'll just leave that to pure <laughs> imagination. Um, but so it started, but then I, as like the, the years went on, like this, the reps were like, oh, dude, are you going to wear the Elf again? Yeah. Like, yeah. That was so much fun. I'll do it. And then the next year, like the Target, sh- the Target checkout clerks were like, oh, the Elf is back. Yeah. You were here last year doing, doing the same thing. And I was like, crap. Like they take, they take notice. Yeah. And then I started paying attention. Like. And, and you, if you're aware of what's going on around you and maybe this, this job, like knocking door to door helps us kind of be aware mm-hmm. we're looking for dogs. We're looking for HOA presidents. Like we, our heads are on swivels for security guard. Like, but we're yeah. also like, we're, we're, we're looking out for cars. Like you have to see who's coming home. Like, I think that we're all, all we're, like more aware. Um, and then you learn to this, read people. Yeah. You learn to read people, but like there were, you know, an example of like a mom with a fussy kid in a cart pushing the kid down an aisle. Like she's just trying to get her groceries mm-hmm. and the kid, you know, two, two, three, two, three years old, sees an elf walk by and mama, look, stops crying. The mom obviously stressed out turns and she does a double take and just starts laughing. And the kid starts laughing. Like, I don't know what happened after that. Like I walked a few aisles away. The kid could have started crying again. But for that second, that mom and that daughter had peace. Yep. The mom had a smile on her face. The daughter had a smile on her face, took her mind off whatever she was fussing about. So I was like, wow, like, and maybe I was misreading it, but for me, like it was, it was like, yes, you can give of your, your money. And like, I would say like, definitely give like today's, I don't know if we want to date, date the date or not coming really, into Christmas, coming yeah. into Christmas, you know, like there's, there's giving Tuesday and like all that kind of stuff. Like you can give from your money and definitely give, give to organizations you believe in and you know, we're going to use your funds appropriately. Um, but more than, than that, uh, especially the younger generation that don't have, a net worth or expendable income. They're trying to figure out how to pay their cell phone bill and their car insurance or gas or yep. their, their groceries for the month. Like how am I going to make rent? Like that's a, a very common concern with like the people that are listening to this. Like how am I going to make ends meet? So yep. money isn't always the thing you have to donate. Our minds immediately go there when it's like, Hey, can you give, Oh man, I'm broke. Like I can barely survive right now. Yep. I will say that if you find, if even if you can only give a dollar, or 10 bucks, like carry a $20 bill in your pocket and just walk up to a random person or a random person or restaurant or somebody that looks like they may be struggling to say, Hey, like, I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't have much, but here's 20 Mm bucks. Love you. Life is going to be better. Like life will, life will get better. Yep. And, and like walk away. Don't feel obligated to like carry on a conversation. Don't feel obligated to film it or post it like any of that kind of stuff, but like carry 20 bucks. And if you can do that then find a way to make that to 50, and then over time, increase that to a hundred bucks in your pocket mm-hmm. and like give when you can, but more of more than money to me, it's giving of your time and your talents. Mm-hmm. Like if you have resources you can pull from that don't require monetary pull from those Yep. and more than anything, I think time is the most important to, to give. And so
1: it's for, most valuable.
0: Yeah. And I, cause it's just like money. Like if you're giving money away and not using it to invest or purchase, like you give money, it doesn't typically come back in the way you think it would. It does. And we'll kind of get to that. Like the more you give, the more you get. We've talked about that a little bit, Yep. but time, if you spend your time in the wrong ways, you can't get your time back. Like time spent a minute spent, you can't go back in time. Like time travel doesn't exist. Yep. Um, so giving of your time, you have to be mindful of where it's going. And, um, for me, if you're younger and struggling with ways to figure out to give, Find volunteer. Call a local shelter, call a friend, a neighbor that that volunteers, look up charity, local charities in Google and you know, everything like find a local charity, call them up and say, Hey, can I can I come help? Yep. I'm just looking to give back a little bit. I feel like it's the season. And it doesn't have to just be Christmas, but like our our hearts are softened to this time of year, our minds are kind of shifted. Yep. But find somewhere to give and you'll be surprised that the amount of like abundance that you feel in return. Like one of my favorite books to read is a book called the go-giver yep. by Bob Berg. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the, like kind of the laws that you live in, in kind of the, the act of being a go-giver and kind of not the go-getter, but the go-giver. And he kind of, the last part of the book ends with, with kind of teaching you that if you give, you will receive.
1: I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. It was brought to you by alchemy sales coaching. I started doing one-on-one coaching with Doug back in 2019 And since then, I have gone and not only blown up my career and my earnings, um, but it's really helped me through just the ups and downs of life. Now, the reason I feel so strongly about Alchemy is because it's a group of individuals not only focusing on furthering their sales career, but they're diving deep into inner work um, and becoming the best version of yourself so you can show up and be the best version of yourself. Um, not only that, if you have any interest in doing any one-on-one coaching with me, I exclusively do all of my one-on-one coaching through Alchemy. Um, so for full access to me, go and check out Alchemy. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's alchemysalescoaching.com. We will also go and post, um, the links in our bio and on stories, et cetera. So go check it out. Hey, what's up guys. I want to take a second to thank today's sponsor for the podcast. Um, the dudes who run this company are some of the coolest dudes that I know. The company is killing it. Um, and I've personally used the product multiple times, but the sponsor today is King Cool Plunge. They make the best local cold plunges that I've ever, ever used. And those of you guys that know me, you know, I love to sauna, I love to cold plunge and they absolutely kick ass. So make sure you go check out King Cool Plunge on their website. That's K I N G K O O L P L U N G E.com. Um, and use code TTD for
0: $350 off the more you give, the more you will receive. And like, and to not feel guilty from receiving those blessings or abundance that comes back from giving yep. that like, and, and that you shouldn't seek it, but no, like, I believe that it's a ter- It's an eternal law in my mind, like at least to me and whatever eternity I want to live in after this life. Like I believe that giving and having something come back, if you're giving for the right reasons is like a law that I, I, I think is, you know, to me is almost like an eternal heavenly thing. And so, You have to know that if you give like good things are going to happen, whether Mm -hmm. that appears in luck or in money or in network or in exposure to people or in influence, like if you give, you're going to, to receive eventually. Or even
1: just a feeling.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that, that's the most important, like knowing that you're doing good. Yep. Um, I remember my, my dad waking us up early growing up down in Southern California to go help, you know, a family move in or out of our neighborhood or in or out of our our church, you know, boundaries. And it was, you know, six or 7 a.m. He's waking up all five boys. We're all grumpy. We're all angry. But by the end of the day, we felt so good, you know, dirty, sweaty, carried all sorts of weird stuff out of people's houses, sometimes bugs crawling, like cockroaches, like just filth. But like you and you, you knew you did good and you knew by the look at the people's faces that you helped impact at the end of the day that they couldn't have done it without you and that you lightened their, their load, you lightened their burden. And that feeling, like you said, that feeling is what I think thrives for me. Mm -hmm. And so the elf kind of evolved from that. And as it came back bigger and bigger every year, um, like if we kind of go back and reference that pebble, you know, it became a rock and it was like, okay, how do I, how do I make a bigger splash? Mm -hmm. let's go to a jazz game. Let's wear it to a jazz game in front of 19,000 people local and then national TV and see what happens. Yep. And you know, people were waving, people were happy, people were pointing, people were taking pictures. Parents were bringing their kids over. Hey, can we take a picture with the elf? Like that's our favorite movie. Oh, I love that movie. And, um, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be part of the reboot of elf Two someday, you know, (laughs) I'm putting it out, they're putting it out there. If you're listening, Um, we'll advocate for that, you know, but And then it was, okay, well, I went to one game during Christmas. What if I went to two or three or four? Hey, what if I go to every home game during the holiday season at the jazz arena and wear it every freaking game? Mm -hmm. It's sweaty. It's itchy. It's uncomfortable. Like it's, it's a commitment. It's a bodysuit. like underneath, like the yellow tights actually go all the way up. like, Like on my arms. So like to go to the, I have to time like my eating and my restroom breaks Cause I can't just easily go in like and climb out of it. And like my coat is draped over the bathroom stall. Like somebody could grab my jacket and run off with it. And I just have to chase after him in my freaking yellow tights. Like, and then I'm getting kicked out of the the arena. Cause it is, it is not flattering underneath that jacket. Like it is not flattering there. (laughs) But, and so for me it was that. And then after that, like I started helping out with um, like last year, some of the jazz players had me come help with some of their sub for Santa stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the jazz players were like, wow, like, this guy's fun. Like people are happier when he's around, he's dressed up. It's hard to not, for me, it's hard to be mad when I'm in my elf costume. Yeah. Cause first of all, like, I don't want to be an angry elf to quote the movie. Like he's an angry elf. Yeah. Um, but like I had, like you put it on and you get this perma smile on your face. Like, and I'll make it for the camera right now, but it's just like, it's just this like, like this big, bright, shiny, like I just can't keep it off my face. Yeah. And, and, and so like, that's, that's contagious. Like yep. you see someone with a big cheesy grin on their face. Like, I don't know if you've seen some of the viral videos of like somebody watching something with headphones on and like the subway and they're laughing and they're like, it's a big hearty laugh. And pretty soon like people are like taking note and they're looking and like, and other start people to start to smile, smile and laugh giggle. and pretty soon the whole bus or the whole train or subway is laughing yep. because this person is just thoroughly just engulfed in joy. Yep. And like, that is what I feel like the world needs more of. Because yep. like you said, we're being, you know, we're being forced in a way what we're supposed to see and hear, and most of it's negative. Yep. Like I, I don't watch the news during my summers when I go out and knock, and even when I travel during the summers now, like I don't watch the news. I try to disconnect from anything negative. Yep. I have my my playlists, my music, the 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 cat videos and the memes I reference. Like <laughs> I have the things because I, I need to stay because like the world is so negative, it's and so negative, and you you experience so much negativity on the doors and door slamming and people rude. Like I need to offset what I'm already going to experience in my own job with like more positivity. And if I'm diving down the who's that applies who, to everybody? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like that applies to everybody, yeah. just negativity in life in general, you mm-hmm. have to offset it. And I believe the ratio is seven to one uh-huh. negativity, is seven times more powerful yeah. than positivity. So if you truly want to offset it, you need to, you need to go and, consume seven times the positivity that you do negativity. And if you wow. think about how hard that is with just life mm-hmm. and then you throw the news and social media yeah. and, and everything on top of it, I think that is why we find so many people and and just, yeah, if so many people lost or confused or yeah. sad or depressed or whatever it may be. I think it's a big reason. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, so like that's for me, it's, it's how do I be more of the force for good? How can I elevate that positivity or make a bigger splash whether yep. like what's the bigger arena or the bigger audience or what's, what's next. And now I'm doing, um, I took my first flight last year, right around Christmas time in my elf costume through security, through the airport, <laughs> flew down to a toy drive. Um, this is a and cool like, story. Yeah. We, and we, we went down to the toy drive in LA and, and I'm actually going back down this, this weekend yep. for, for the, it's the 10th year they've been doing this toy drive. Mm-hmm. They're hitting 10 cities over like a two week period Um, Last year we did um, two years ago, we filled the SoFi stadium, like field with toys, like for the local charities out in LA last year, we broke the Guinness book of world records of most toys donated in an hour. It was like, I, I, I'm i going to, I'm going to botch the number here, but it was like 80,000. It was some, it was some ridiculous number of toys like, in one hour. And like the camera had to roll continually. The person was there counting off every toy that was being counted as it was coming off of like the donation bins and off the pallets. And like,
1: Oh my god It was, and
0: it was, it was like, and we got it all checked off and like, we had to submit the video as proof. And like the camera batteries were almost dying. And like, um, but it it was awesome. And then so then we, we, we did the same thing a few days later up in Utah and had some of the surplus toys that were donated down there shipped up here, collected more donations, had families come in. And then, yeah, this year we're doing a 10 city, a 10 city run. And I'll try to make it to as many cities as I can. That's LA for sure. And then Utah will be, you know, later on in December here. And so you'll, you'll see some posts about it. And anyone that wants to, if it's out by then or whatever, like anyone that wants to come and help can come help too. But, um, it's now doing that. And like, then you're, you know, then you get the news involved and the news shows up and the newscasters, instead of reporting on something negative, they're seeing something positive. They're seeing not only something positive, they're seeing somebody ridiculously smiley and happy <laughs> reporting on something positive. Yep. And so like, it's just, for me, it, it really infectious. just is that, that infectious like positivity that we have to combat at a seven to one ratio. Yep. Like that's really, really, really what, what it is. And so I don't know how long I'll do the elf thing for. Maybe I'll commit to it until the jazz win the championship, you know, for sure. I love that. Um, you know, so if that's a year, then it's a year. If it's more then then it's more. And I still feel like I got gas left in the tank. Um, but the elf is like one of my, one of my focuses for sure. It's Um, awesome. Just because again, like you, you put on that, that uniform or you put on that armor or you put on that, that, that character. Yeah. And like, it just, it makes it so, so fun. Like you see, Robert Downey Jr. Go to, go to visit a primary children's hospital in his Iron Man suit or spider, you know, like the actor shows, Thor shows up in costume, in character. And And it's so impactful. And the kids are like, like it is so memorable to them. And I don't look anything like Will Ferrell and I don't shave my beard. Like I refuse to shave my beard off to be my character. Like I wear a wig, but like, I think the mannerisms and the positivity like mask the fact that I actually don't look anything like Will Ferrell at all. But so and the costume's
1: legit for the oh, record. Dude, it is. If you haven't watched the last episode, you were showcasing it a little bit. It's legit. Like it is custom to it. It's perfect. Yeah. I love it.
0: We'll see if, uh, we'll see if I can get, you know, I'd love to see some jazz uniform colored costumes. Like I'd love to see a purple and white or a black and yellow to like then match their uniforms. That would be dope. Um, next year, this year has been, been entirely too busy with these toy drives and stuff, but I'd love to see a, a scenario where I hit all the road games away with them as well or or maybe i start up in boston at the start of december Mm -hmm. and hit one game a day in a different arena for like 25 days in a row and like i just travel and document the whole thing which would be dumb. and like then it's not even the jazz anymore it's just the nba and like doing that so i'd love to see again how i can make a bigger where that could go splash and where it can go because i mean again i might be naive in my my belief with it but i really do feel like the the, the smiles and the high fives and the hugs and the waves, like make a difference in people's for sure. lives. And, and again, even if it's for that split second, like they get to forget about whatever else was going on and just laugh or yep. smile for just a second. And it gives hope,
1: which is awesome. Yeah. Laughter, laughter gives hope. Laughter is like a medicine, which is 100%. crazy. I, I don't, I can't know any studies cause I didn't know we we're going to be talking in depth about it, but there are so many about how impactful laughter is on Mm -hmm. not only your mental health, but actually your physical health, which is crazy. So I could be up in the night about that. Go, go look into it. But, um, so, so in talking to you, and this is, this is one of my other questions and it meshes perfectly. It's one of your massive guiding principles is positivity and giving, which kind of coincide. They're very, very, um, synergetic and they, they work well together. And I think one thing that I'm realizing as, as I'm talking to younger people every single day, as people are sending in questions, as people are telling me their stories and how the podcast helps and so on and so forth, it's like really what a lot of people are lacking are guiding principles Mm -hmm. and like a North star and like a, like blueprint for how to go and find success. Yes also happiness, also peace, also fulfillment, Yeah, like all of it. Right. And, and it's just kind of like a cluster where people don't really know. So then they go and they err and they kind of, they have to learn the hard way, which is not how anyone should learn, Mm -hmm. frankly, because there are enough people that have done that. Yeah. So I guess those two things sound like some of your guiding principles, like positivity and giving. What are some other guiding principles you think that attribute to be where you're at and could help other people get to a position similar or Mm -hmm. wherever their goal might be?
0: Yeah. I think, I think with that uh, guy uh, giving and positivity, part of the thing that guides me there is you have to recognize when, when there's positive, like to, to acknowledge and, and promote positivity, you do have to be aware of the negativity. you have to, you do have to acknowledge there's bad in the world mm-hmm. to be a positive force. You have to acknowledge and to some degrees become aware or, or, or I guess knowledgeable about the bad, like at least give it like, that's, there, there is negativity in the world. I'm going to be a force for good Yep. To, to be a force of giving and to be someone that gives, you have to acknowledge that there's people, there are people that lack that yep. and, and, and that you can even be lacking in your own life. And so like you have to, I think with anything like anything that becomes our strengths in life, a lot of times our strengths are also our weaknesses if we allow them to become our weaknesses. Yep. And so part of my other guiding principles are yes, acknowledge that there is negativity in the world or bad in the world and choose to be a force for good acknowledge that there are people that lack in the world and choose to be a force that helps them gain. Mm. Um, and I so like those, that. those are and so, ignorance like, is not, bliss. yeah, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is, is, is not bliss at all. It's the exact opposite. Um, and so, so those, those are, are two things, um, to, if I'm going to, I, I wasn't prepared for this question to like get into my other, like the faculties of my my beliefs are my, like my where what guides me the core principles. Yeah, yeah. My, my core principles. Um, but the other, the other two things, and, and I may or may not have may or may not have talked about this in the last one. Um, uh, but it's part of who I am and, and what I want to believe and what I choose to, to believe and, and guide me is that, um, I think that in, in life you have to, I believe that in life, like, I hope be judged on two things and two things only. Yes. Positivity and, and giving are, are key to that. But the two things that I hope that I'm, I'm judged on at the end of my life are effort and intent. Mm -hmm. And I, and like they go hand in hand with positivity and giving. Yeah. But did I do things for the right reason? Like was my heart in the right place? My intent
1: Mm -hmm. when
0: I chose to do what I did in that moment, long-term short, long-term short-term, whatever, was my heart in the right place? Or at least did I feel like it was in the right place at the time? Because again, you can look back yep. and realize like, ah, I was off by a few degrees. I was almost there, yep. but did I mean to do good or did I mean to, did I mean to do harm? I think generally speaking in life, most people don't choose to do harm. Mm-mm. Like most people really want to do good and choose to do good. And sometimes they get caught up in the wrong things or they're, they go about it the wrong way. Yep. But effort uh, or intent is what we're talking about right now is, is the intent. Like, is my heart in the right place most of the time? Yep. Um, and that's you know I, I try to keep it in there in that in that place most of the time, and then effort. Did I put in the time? Did I pay the piper? Did I sow the seeds? Did I put the what? Like did I really do what it took? Did I, uh, you know? And then like the it takes what it takes is is a, a book. Um, and like you hear that phrase a lot. It take well, what's it going to take? It takes what it takes, meaning like you got to keep doing it until you see the results. Yep. But so effort was my effort consistent and conducive to what I was hoping to achieve. And was my heart or my intent in the right place? Mm -hmm. And when my, when my kids do something, you know, uh, you know, stupid or dumb or silly or whatever, like if they were here, I'd say, you you know, that's silly. But like if they break a glass or, or something like, were they having a good time roughhousing and like playing and like having fun? Yes. So yeah. Can I be like frustrated that something got broke? Yes. But can I be angry long-term that something broke? no, they were having a good time. They were yeah, having yeah. fun. Yeah, now like if, that. if my kid walks out the door, my son walks out the door with two glasses in his hand and smashes them on the sidewalk, like there's a different, different thing going on. And he hasn't done that yet. So if you know, <laughs> if he's listening, cause he's one of those eight year olds that's like really hungry for long for knowledge. You yeah. know? He wants, he actually wants to start a podcast by the way. So I might have him come watch a few of your, your episodes live to figure out what it takes. Absolutely. But, um, and then it's all different story. It's like, did you meant to break those? You threw them on the ground with the intent to see them break. Yep. Well, yeah, I wanted to see what happened. Okay. Well, why did you want to see that? Like then I, I can kind of reverse engineer stuff. And so yep. for me, yeah, positivity and giving effort and intent Yep. are, are, are those, those things. And then more recently I've been trying to live in, um, what a lot of my earlier years of my career, I thought I was living in this like a sort of abundant space. Um, but I was more like on the passive side. Like I, I, I'm not a very aggressive person. I'm not a bulldog. Um, I'm not someone that's going to like steamroll somebody to get what I want. Um, and I tend to err on the path. I don't, I try to avoid conflict. I try to not create conflict when conflict comes at me, I take care of it. And I, I try to hit it full, like full the full full force. full force or whatever, like because you can't avoid it, you have to you, you fight or flight in that scenario. But for a lot of years, I I wanted I I've tried to be an abundant person. When I'd run into competitors on the doors, it's like here's where I'm at, here's where you're at. I've hit these houses, I haven't hit these I haven't hit these ones. Let's divvy this area up, and let's work yep. together but apart. Yeah, yeah, let's not jump over each other. Let's not ruin each other's days. Let's just there's plenty to plenty of pie to go around. Yep, I'd regularly you know talk to other, other competitors. And like, we wouldn't strategically plan around each other, but I'd say, Hey, we just hit this city. You might want to give it a a week or two to cool off. Oh yeah. We just hit this one too. You might want to give it a week or two to cool off. We weren't sharing our strategies. We weren't sharing, you know, that kind of stuff, but it was like, Hey, let's, let's all, let's all operate in in abundance. Mm -hmm. But what, what I, what I, my heart was in the right place. My intent was to be abundant and to share more, but because I hadn't typically in certain circumstances set clear or had open communication
1: mm-hmm.
0: to set clear boundaries or to set proper expectation than to set clear boundaries and hold people accountable to those boundaries that were set. Yeah. I tended to be taken advantage of quite a bit in my earlier years of career, whether it was a sign on bonus or, um, you know, giving too much of a comp plan or, or, just, just really getting taken advantage of for just being the good, the good dude or the nice guy. Yep. Um, and as I've learned, you know, more recently, to really operate not in a passive stance or an aggressive stance. Cause if you operate too long in either one of those, if the pendulum swings and get stuck on either one, then then the pressure builds up and you get put in this hyper passive aggressive loop. And then they, then you say things you can't take back. You get overreactive. You have to react instead of be proactive. Like it never works out really good. Like we've all been in the situation where we've said something we wish we could have taken back. And we were like, man, I shouldn't have said that. Yep. Or man, I wish I could, could have not done that thing yep. or been around someone when they had that pressure buildup and they have that outburst and you're like, Oh man,
1: yeah, that was bad. That was bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what I, what I'm trying to do now in, in this phase of my life is, is to really operate in that assertive spot in like in that middle ground where the pendulum is swinging sometimes a little more on the past, a little more on the aggressive, but like really in that assertive middle abundant ground. middle ground Yep. is you have to have open communication, which means you have to learn how to have hard conversations And you can't avoid the hard conversations if they're coming from the right place. So open communication leads to proper expectations. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: if expectations are set properly, you can't be mad when things don't work out. Because you are already prepped to expect it. If they did what they they were supposed to do and you did what you were supposed to do, like it should work out. But, But you set proper expectations so you know what to expect from each other. And before you commit to those boundaries or that commitment to like operate in an abundant manner with whoever or whatever you're doing, you, um, do you have to agree to those expectations? Like you handshake and you're like, Hey, we know we're open with each other. We know what's going on. Yep. And then once those boundaries through expectations and communication are set, you, you don't allow yourself to be taken advantage of because the expectations set the boundaries. And if somebody's reaching past that boundary or trying to, to cross those boundaries too much or too often, like you'll feel like you'll feel that like them hitting that wall or trying to like break the boundaries or break the wall down. You're like, no dude, like we set boundaries. We set expectations. This is what it was. Yep. This is what we agreed to. And so like more recently I'm trying to guide, I, I want to still be an abundant giving person, but I also want to let my make sure that I'm not being taken advantage of to a certain degree. And yeah, that doesn't boundaries. mean that that doesn't mean that if I give $20 to a, a homeless guy, I Don't care what he does with it. Like, do I? Yes, I do it in my heart. I, I want him to do to get food, get warm, <laughs> but I can't operate from this. Like, oh, dude, I hope he doesn't go buy drugs or go do that. Like, or not give or people not give, because yeah, you're, yeah, because yeah, you're worried about exactly. Like, you, they need, you know, they need whatever they need when they need it. Yep. Um, and so like, I'm not, like on the smaller scale, like, you can't be like, well, dude, I told him not to spend it on something else. And the next day I saw him with a beer can in his hand. Like, oh, I'm so mad. Yeah. Like, it's, it. that's small. Like, that's, that's just, that's, small stuff but in in a bigger scale in relationships whether it's business or family or or work or friends or friend circles like i think having clear communication proper expectations and clear boundaries is key to and be it's hard to, it's it's hard dude yeah, and, and it's like,
1: hard i think that should be stressed like it's yeah. it's very hard to set boundaries it's very yeah. hard to communicate when it would be way easier to not communicate and hope it never mm-hmm. spirals, but that never, ever, ever works. Yeah,
0: and I will say, if there is one other advice I can give to to the listeners, is stop trying to read the context in a text message. Like, if you get a text and you feel like it's an angry text, call the person and be like, "Hey, like, w- what did you mean by this?" Don't be like, "Dude, are you mad?" Like, are "You mad, bro?" <laughs> like, yeah, like just call them. And say, hey, like, I'm interpreting it this way. I'm probably way off, but like what do you mean by it? Like have that, that's, that becomes easier the more often you do it. Yep. But too often we, we read the text or we see the text and we feel like it's either mad or aggressive or passive or dismissive or, and then we respond. Yeah. Then we respond or we don't respond, which is even worse. Sometimes then it festers. Like then we're, we're getting eaten up inside, but the person just forgot to, they mistakenly put an exclamation point Yep. or they put a period when you're not supposed to put a period on the end of a sentence when you're texting nowadays. I, I, you know, I learned recently or whatever, like, (laughs) like, Boom. Um, and so like, I, I think that like, if you feel like somebody is meaning something without them actually telling you what they mean by it, yeah, just ask them Yep, and say, Hey, I don't want to read this the wrong way. I value our friendship. I value what you bring to the table in, 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 whether it's work or in our family or like you're part of our family. I don't want to be angry at one of my kids. Like, did you really mean this when you said it this way? Cause this is how I took it. And I, yeah. again, I'm probably wrong, yep. you know, and like you approach it with that. And you give them a chance to to then communicate back. And, and most of them, you're going to realize that most of the things in life we let ourselves get upset about are so small.
1: Yeah. Dude, so I, small. I love that. And obviously we're coming up on time, so I'm going to be respectful of your time, but I really, really want to touch on that because I think especially holiday season, that's so important. I see so many situations where, like within my own family or other people's families or friend groups or people who used to be best friends and then you hear what happened and you're like, that's it. Like, yeah, that's what happened. And some of the best advice I've ever gotten in my life is from Todd Peterson. I doubt he even remembers it, but I went to him like in total, like panic because I had like this, this rift in a friendship that I had to do with a lot of other things. And I was like, dude, it's like, I can't like, cause I take relationships super serious. Oh, yeah. you like have they're very to. deep to me. And like that destroys me. It might not affect other people or they might not think much of it. And he's like, the only way a relationship dies, the only way is if you stop talking. And he's like, you just go get in a room with them. You might hash it out. You might have like beef. You might have a disagreement. You do that enough times, the problem goes away. Yeah. And he's like, but on the flip, if you go quiet or they go quiet, like that's everyone's choice. You have to realize as well, they can decide to go quiet. They can go silent on you or whatever it may be. But if you're the one doing that, you're strangling a relationship. It doesn't matter what happened. It does if you value that relationship at all, which I hope people do in most situations, because at the end of the day, if that person were to no longer be here today, you would probably regret strangling that relationship. It's, it's, you don't lose relationship until you stop talking. Yeah. Like you can't. And, and I think that's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. And I love that you brought that up, but yeah, that, I mean, dude, that's, that's crazy. That's super relevant to a lot of people. I think
0: you don't choose like not talking is choosing to leave, is choosing to leave the wound open. Yep. Like you're like, you're refusing to even try to address it a little bit or clean it a little bit or like get in and actually see, is this broken? Is it cut? Do we need like, do we need surgery? Like what does it need? And, at that and, point, sometimes, you're the problem. and sometimes it's like, actually we just got to cut it off. Like sometimes there is a scenario you talk, yep. but, but then you cut it off and then, you know, and it's a clean, yep. like you can move on with life. Exactly. That but like not talking is choosing to leave a wound open that's or a such splinter a good, in your finger.
1: Dude, that's such a good example. Cause that, that me saying that you're part of the problem is not me saying, oh, you have to fix it. Like there are some relationships you just shouldn't have. Yep. There are some friendships, relationships that are toxic, but it needs to be addressed. And it's like, it's exactly like you said. It's like, if there's an infected wound on the leg and you have to cut the leg off, you may, you may as well cut the leg off rather than let that infection take over the rest and yeah, kill everything. Exactly. So I, I I, love that. That's a kind of a strange tangent. I didn't plan on getting getting down the rabbit hole with. But Kyle, dude, you're you're a massive inspiration. I really, really, really love what you do. I know anybody, I mean, anybody who's looked into your social media will tag you in everything that we post. They go and it's infectious and people love it. And I've seen it firsthand. It's a big reason why we wanted you on. So I really appreciate you taking the yeah. time, man. I know it's crazy busy and, and we freaking love you.
0: Anyway, I love what you're doing. Honest like I love what you're doing as a, from a platform and um, like from the podcast number, but also anyone that I run into that works with you in, in your company and stuff, like you're making a difference and like your ripples are getting bigger. The pot, the ponds are getting bigger. The rocks you're throwing are getting bigger. Like I love what you're doing. So thanks, thanks for having me on and thanks for letting me be a part of it. It
1: means a lot. And everybody listening. Thank you guys. Enjoy your holiday season and much love until next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, As always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend
0: until next time.